the home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Welcome back to Flyer Feedback, where we sometimes discuss R.J. Blakeney posterizing dunks. Dayton a winner tonight, 79-41. A 38-point win over Northern Illinois gets Dayton to 6-3 and three overall. It is John Bedell here and former Flyer Rex Gardecki there as we're here for Flyer Feedback at the newly renovated Flanagan's Pub as we await the live post-game comments of Dayton head coach Anthony Grant. Rex, it's good to see the Dayton Flyers get back into the habit of winning by games, Ooh. as they should. John, I really think today's game was their most complete game. I mean, when it came, uh, against Kansas to win Belmont, but today they shot the ball extremely well. Guys coming off the bench. The three-point shooting between Kobe Bray and Elijah Weaver, they were just raining threes in the second half. So, overall, it was a game that everybody got in today, which is really, really important. Moo ended up playing almost 24 minutes, which is more yeah. than he's played all season. So, um, a great win. The pressure, again, seemed to bother Northern Illinois a lot. Talking to their assistant coach before the game, that was his main concern. He says they went into Washington and, and beat Washington there, but he said watching film at Dayton, he said they were really, really worried against them today, and that was what happened. They were off and running Rex from the start, and they really cruised past the Huskies from the gun. They were up 9 nothing to start the game. The lead was as big as 19 in the first half. The lead ended up being... 19 at the break uh, and they end up winning by 38 in a runaway and you get everybody in as you mentioned they didn't have to overwork anybody today elijah weaver how about elijah weaver rex he was a healthy scratch on wednesday for a disciplinary reason from what anthony grant said after the game wednesday and he comes out and he leads dayton in scoring leads all scorers with 16 (laughs) excuse me 16 he was six of seven from the field two or three from beyond the arc Quite a nice game from Elijah Weaver after a bounce back. Yeah, that was uh, that was really a performance today. He made a couple NBA threes, and looking back at the bench, and I think he made one right in front of Micaiah when uh, with about 16 minutes to go and ring the three finger up, and everybody was laughing and they were having a good time. And I tell you what, when the shots go in like that, John, it just releases all your frustration and everything. <laughs> so uh, I'm glad to see Elijah have this comeback. I know, uh, you know, last. We won't talk about the game before this. That's not the important part. So just a a great team win today, and uh, they can relax tonight. They've got a few days off, so I'm I'm glad to see that for them. And that kind of shooting was contagious, Rex. Deron Holmes with 14. He added five rebounds to that in 23 minutes. He was six of seven from the field. Kobe Brea, who... Man, Rex, if he's catching and shooting, he's almost automatic from beyond the arc. He was—he had 12 points tonight on five of four of five from the field. Those were all three-point attempts. He was four of five from beyond the arc as well. Malachi Smith, another awesome game for him, Rex. This kid is emerging as the captain of this team and the real leader. 11 points, five rebounds, four assists, and four steals for Molly. Yeah, he just—he just controls the the team so well and. Uh, they tried to press a little bit in the second half, but they could not do it against Malachi. He, he's too quick. And every game, he's just playing with more confidence. You could just see it. You can see it in practice. And with Kobe Brea, if he continues to come off those pick and rolls as hard as he's been doing it, he is a terrific shooter. So uh, I'm just really encouraged. The last time we were in here, it was not a pleasant week no. for us. Nope. But uh, let's wash that out, uh, begin the season new, and – Get ready for SMU. It really is a whole. They, they really have Rex to turn a completely new page. Now, the unfortunate thing about this whole situation that they're in 
is how much those three losses will continue to sink them, right? They've got a lot of work to do, as we've talked on this show, a lot of work to do to overcome the absolute crater they dug themselves by losing three quad four games at home, right? So they've left themselves very little room for error going forward, if not no error at all. But it's they've got a whole new life, and the way they're playing Rex is refreshing. And I I, got to think there's plenty of Dayton fans going, where was this before Orlando? Because they'd be sitting pretty right now had they been waxing by games like this before they left for for Florida. But, you know, that's we can't change that. Here we are. And, And I think a lot of Dayton fans are just relieved, Rex, to see that they have turned the page, and they're this team in no way resembles the team we saw before they left for that tournament. Oh, no. And somebody said to me during the week, you know, with Anthony sort of sitting, you know, he sits in that bench thing, right, overlooking, they said, well, you know, the first couple of games he didn't seem to really get into it that much. Was he just trying to find his team out? And I said, well, of course he is. He's, you know, he's playing kids that just playing high school basketball last year. So now that they found their point guard, De'Aaron Holmes playing the four and five. I'll tell you what, he is so long, as I talked about, John. When team, you, can, you can overpressure the ball because they, we want people to go to the rim because he is so effective in there. And Moo coming off the bench, he's a, he's a horse inside. Yeah, he's I mean, good. he is just a, a man in Tumani understanding his role. So um, it's great seeing you know, guys come off the bench today, our leading scorers. So that's yep. really, really, really important, I think. And I'm just I'm so excited about, you know, the rest of the season now. Because of the depth, Rex, this is an equal opportunity offense. It's never going to be necessarily the same guy coming at you every night. And, and that was the, the case tonight because Tumani Kamara, a guy that's been pretty reliable for you, he only had five. But, again, no problems. You're still able to wipe the floor with you and I. And it's 79-41 wins. So Tumani with a relatively quiet five. R.J. Blakeney throws in five, including that – emphatic two he had on that oh my god rex i stood up at home and on the couch and said something i can't say on the air <laughs> here lest we get a fine from the fcc when he threw down that dunk uh mustafa amziel a uh, little rough day from beyond the arc for yeah. him uh rex he he uh, i don't think made a three all night as keith was saying the one was kind of hot potato at the end of the shot clock but yeah he's one you know he, he can't he's not a very good creating his own shot so he, he's got a more be a pick and pop type of guy so He'll come. Uh, he understands his role. Uh, he'll he'll knock those threes in. He, I thought he did a good job defensively in the pressure. Yep. So uh, everybody did. I mean, when when Northern Illinois, I mean, when they would turn their heads to bring the ball up, you knew it was going to be an automatic trap. And that's what teams are so effective doing. And you can just read into Malachi. You can read into RJ. You can read into Duran that where they're going to double the ball. So every day that they work on that in practice, they're getting better. So. This is going to give teams problems, and if we can execute this, we can get some easy baskets. So that's, that's yeah. a real key. And they showed you today they don't let up with that press, Rex. They kept that going in garbage time. It didn't have it, even though it was garbage time, it didn't have that feel to it. They kept that pressure yeah. relentlessly down the stretch. Yeah, I think that was real, so effective. Because sometimes when you get ahead by so many points in the first half, I think it's just human nature. You think, well, you know, let's just sort of coast into the 18-minute, 16-minute break. But as Coach Grant emphasizes, he's going to bring guys off the bench if the first guys aren't performing, and he did it again today, and the lead just went from 19 to 20 to 25, ended up, you know, almost 35 points. So, I'm, you know, that's, that's good pressure. And as you mentioned, Rex, just a second ago, if they can finally start to turn as we've seen the last two games. Now, for perspective, it has been Alabama State and Northern Illinois, but still, 93 and 79 points respectively. 
that we didn't think this team was capable of no. that kind of offense just a few weeks ago. If they can start turning this into easy transition buckets, Rex, watch out because as we know, with Anthony's system, Anthony's offense hits the turbo boosters when they're able to get out and score in transition. Yeah, they're all understanding their roles now, and they do, they've done a good job in practice and just working on the pick and rolls and sliding stuff. And there's so many reads into this offense that they're starting, starting to pick up, and you can see it in the kids' faces. Uh, the other day at practice, I think it was Kobe Brea that, that came off a double, and you know he could just see it coming. So I think five games ago he couldn't, yep. so now they are. Dayton Flyers flying high today. A 38-point win over the Northern Illinois Huskies gets Dayton to 6-3 and three on the year. What does head coach Anthony Grant think about this 38-point drubbing? Well, you're about to find out because he is live with Larry Hanskin courtside at UD Arena with his thoughts on the other side of this break right here on the Home of the Flyers. The Home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. The home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. Larry Hanskin back at the UD Arena. Dayton defeats uh, defeats Northern Illinois 79-41. We're joined by head coach Anthony Grant. And coach, obviously you guys made shots in this game, but ultimately, regardless of where you're playing, who you're playing, for this team to be successful, you got to defend. And yeah. did you do a good job of well, that? Well, I thought that that really was the, the story of the game. You know, I thought the, the first eight minutes or so, we really defended, you know, and opened the game up a little bit. Uh, you know, obviously, basketball is going to be a game of runs. They had a run there. I thought in the second half, you know, we they matched our energy to start the second half. I thought when we came in off the bench, the subs came in, and they did a hell of a job of changing the game and kind of opening it back up. And, uh, you know, I think that's one of the strengths of our team is we're a deep team. And when we when we begin to understand, you know, our identity and what we're capable of, I think we got a very high ceiling. So it was good to see our guys be able to put two halves together from a defensive standpoint. And then, you know, we, we uh, in the first half offensively, I think we were really, really efficient inside the three-point line, but we weren't we weren't as efficient outside. But in the second half, we were able to see some threes fall, and it kind of opened up everything for us. You, 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 I look at the minutes, and wow, it was uh, pretty even for like your first nine or ten guys. Um, when you're able to play groups for prolonged periods of time, from just uh, a standpoint of their experience, but your experience with them. Again, we talked about that a little bit uh, last game. That's how, how valuable is that? Yeah, I think we've got a lot of different combinations that we can throw on the floor. We've got some really versatile pieces. You know, so uh, we're nine games in now, and I think the guys are getting the feel for, for you know, their roles and, and, and how they can help their teammates excel in their roles as well. So, uh, you know, that's, a, that's, that's good. You know, and I think that could be the, the strength of this team. Seven minutes to go. You know, you've got uh, guys out there playing prolonged minutes, and, and from our vantage point, it looked like they were still running your stuff, holding to your principles, not getting into that sloppy play that sometimes you can see when a, when a score gets lopsided. Yeah, you know, and, and, and accountability, you know, and that's the thing that, that we have to learn. And, you know, we've got a lot of – we at, at the last six or seven minutes there, we had some younger guys out there that got some extended minutes for the first time. And, you know, their ability to go out there and understand, you know, the identity that we want to play with, the discipline that we need to play with and the way we want to be played. And, and you know, I want, to, I want to see us being able to do that for 40 minutes that we're out there. And I thought those guys tried to do that tonight. You talk about building habits. Is playing hard and, and scrapping, regardless of what it says up there on the scoreboard, is that one of those habits that you want to see this team develop? 
Well, I mean, obviously I'd love to have leads like we did today, but regardless, you know, I, I never really coached the score. I'm, I'm more interested in, in what our guys are doing out there on the floor, and I want us to play well, you know, while there's time on the clock. So, you know, for me it's more about that, and, you know, we, we've got to develop those habits, you know, regardless to be able to do that. All right. Uh, you take care of things at home, and w- another quick turnaround because you got a travel day getting to Dallas for SMU on Wednesday. Yeah, another challenge. Next challenge for us is now we got a true road game going on the road to uh, an opponent's gym, and, and obviously uh, that's a great challenge in front of us. So we'll, we'll uh, you know, get ready for that. We'll take tomorrow off and get prepared. Uh, for the next challenge. All right, we'll let you get a head start on the day off. Appreciate it. All right. Go Flyers. Okay, that'll, that'll wrap, thing, wrap things up here. Uh, again, on behalf of our crew here courtside, our engineer producer, uh, Alex Schilling, and working uh, for the legend tonight, uh, another UD Hall of Famer, Keith Wallacekowski. I'm Larry Hanskin. Our final again was Dayton 79 and Northern Illinois 41. Stick around for more of Flyer Feedback. The home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. The home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Flyer Feedback. Dayton winner, 79-41 in a boat race past the Northern Illinois Huskies, a 38-point win for Anthony Grant and company. Gets them to 6-3 and three on the year. It's John Bedell and former Flyer Rex Gardecki and you here for Flyer Feedback. We're coming to you live from a newly renovated Flanagan's Pub on Stewart Street. We thank our benevolent hosts and our friends at Flannies for their hospi- hospitality. hospitality. That's actually the word. And uh, for their support of continued support of Flyer Feedback. So, Rex, uh, Dayton just in a runaway tonight. Everybody getting on the scoring except for Kobe Elvis and Christian Wilson. They went scoreless. Uh, but uh, in terms of guys who actually got minutes. But uh, just from the jump, Rex, it, it, was, it was over before really it started. Yeah, I think so too, John. And, you know, it's, it's still early, and, but I'm cautiously optimi- optimistic that look at, looking at the depth on this team, and this is not – we have not had that even with the good teams two or three years ago. And uh, this is a style that when Anthony was in his heyday at VCU and when they were winning in Alabama – this is the style of basketball that he wants to play. So I think he's starting to – guys are buying into their roles and understanding things. So there's no squawking on the bench. People are getting in and getting, getting playing time. So we'll find this out. You know, we're really our first real road game coming up yep. in, a, in a few days going on the road to SMU. That's a good basketball team, and we're going to have to be mentally and physically ready to play. They've clearly righted the ship after the awful 1-3 and three start. We've talked about extensively what they did in Orlando. They now have been able to take care of business in two straight bye games, something they were unable to do before they left for Florida. Well, now, Rex, can they keep it up? Because now here's another shot at a quality win on right. Wednesday in a, in a road environment. This is not a neutral site game. Nope. It's a road win. You know, in college basketball, you take those when you can get them. Yep. And on the resume, those are golden if you can nab them. Yeah, when you play those type of teams, that's you know, you've got you've to win. You've got to steal some games on the road. Coach Donner said that. He says, if we can stay in these games till the 12-minute mark or the 9-minute mark and you're only one or two possessions down, that's where you want to be. And I'm sure Coach Grant is thinking that also because he played for Coach Donner. You, you steal some possessions. You, you play really solid defense, and that's going to be effective, I think. Uh, we're understanding our roles when we're getting the shots. And if guys can continue to do that, I think our defense has gotten yeah. so much better, John. Oh, Gosh, sure. it's just – 
it's night and day, it seems like. I mean, when, it, when we're trapping, we're getting really two guys on the ball well, and Micaiah can really turn people. Elijah Waver, for a kid 6'5 or 6'6, six, six, he's effective. He can really guard people. So if we can get the other guards buying into this, it's going to be a good defensive team. To your point, Rex, during the game, Larry said that he felt he feels like team defense is becoming this team's identity. And I think the easy thing to do is to look at this box score and say, holy cow, 79-41, they win by 38. The reason for that was they were lights out on offense. Well, that's, that's true. But also, I think we have to give equal credit, if not more so, to their defensive intensity, Rex, because that's a big part of why they just beat the brakes off the Huskies. I mean, you hold them to 41 points. Yeah. In two halves, that's that's insane. Yeah, we did a great job. And when when they had to kick it out, we were really, even on the inside ball pressure, with Daron and, and Moo had their hands up and they were so big. When You know, in today's game, the five usually kicks it out to the wing. Well, they threw a couple into the stands yeah. in the first half. And that's, you know, that's just good hand pressure and ball pressure. So I think they're, you know, getting into this, buying into this. So uh, I'm just cautiously optimistic as i say but i think things are starting to turn around the naysayers are saying earlier you know coach grant what's he doing he doesn't know anything well hopefully you people understand that you look at it now so. hey what do you mean you people <laughs> yeah. um yeah so uh certainly rex things are a lot and really you know on one hand as i've said on this show before who can blame dayton fans for being down in the dumps yeah. because you should not lose three bye games you just shouldn't but again that's they did so i don't i don't blame people for being upset so you know uh it was a rough stretch, but this team clearly wrecks. The vibes are much better. They got good vibes going. They got their mojo back, whatever it is. They have flipped the switch yeah. since they played in that tournament in Florida. Yeah, you know, going into that, I was thinking, oh, my gosh, Miami of Florida's got size. They're athletic, and I thought if we can get by them, you know, then you know, we probably are going to end up playing Kansas in the way that we played against Kansas. But I think really the best game was the game coming back against Against Belmont, yeah. they are really a solid team. That's an a good N- program. An NCAA program oh, for yeah. so many years. Effective shooting the three points. So they're going to win. They're going to win a boatload of games oh, in, yeah. in their conference. So oh, yes. I think that's that was sort of the telling tale. Then we come back. Alabama State wasn't the most quality win. But Northern Illinois, they went, as I said earlier, they went out to Washington, beat a Pac-12 team, and played effectively against some other teams coming into this game. So um, I think we got things rolling. I know – the players have got to be happy. I mean, their roles coming off the bench. I mean, like Moo getting almost 25 minutes. Yeah. That's, he's not done that in the last two years, and he's just playing with so much confidence and defensively and rebounding. So I'm just, you know, it's just it's, it's a great team win today. Yeah, and a lot of team defense too, Rex, as we talked about, because Northern Illinois, while, you know, their resume, their sub, uh, let me pull up their Ken Palm real quick. I believe they're sub 300, so yeah. they're not a very good team. Record-wise, they were 2-5 and five coming into the night. 324 Ken Palm. They got some individual scores that can fill it up. Nobody on the Husky squad, Rex, nobody had more than seven points tonight. No, so. pressure today was so good. Suffocating defense, and it added up to a 79-41 win for the Dayton Flyers. It's John Bedell, Rex Gardecki, and you here for Flyer Feedback. It continues after this break right here on the Home of the Flyers. The home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. The home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Hey, everybody. Welcome back into Flanagan's Pub. It's John Bedell and former Flyer Rex Gardecki and you here for Flyer Feedback. We're here talking about 
Dayton in a runaway, 79-41 over the Northern Illinois Huskies. Dayton is now 6-3 on the year after the 38-point drubbing over at UD Arena. Rex, the Dayton Flyers have now won five straight. Well, let's keep it going. <laughs> I mean, that's the, that's the big thing. And uh, I, really, I, I have myself, I've sort of abolished this first two or three games. It's over with. There's nothing we can do. We can't talk about right. it. And it's, it, it is. It's probably going to bother us, especially if we get in contention for an NCAA win. But there's nothing that we can do about it. There's nothing the kids can do about it. You just got to get ready for the next few road games that we have. Those are not going to be easy games on the road. Nope. I mean, you, you go into SMU, then you go to Mississippi. Uh, those are going to be hostile territories. And then we get ready for – And you got you Bot Tech in between those. Right, now, Virginia Tech is playing good, really well right team. now. That's a good Hokies team. a really good Hokies team. You know, if we could steal – Two of those, you know, or get three of those, I'd be, I'd be very, very happy. So they've just got to take one day, one day at a time and one, one team at a time. So I'm, again, cautiously optimistic. Yep. The way they're playing, you got to, like I said, Rex, the good vibes are back for this yep. team, Rex, and you can't help it. But with looking at the way they're playing and then when you have the added perspective of just how terribly they were playing before uh, that Miami game last week, uh, the week of Thanksgiving. So, I mean, but like you said, all they can do is continue stacking up wins. And as one of my buddies in our business who covers the NFL says, Rex, winning big games earns you the right to play more. Exactly so right. So you just keep stacking up these wins and each one ahead of that. And the quality wins and such becomes a bigger game. Yeah, because try to patch up your resume. Trying to follow the scores in the A-10. And, you know, some of the teams have lost some games. So that's that's encouraging. Northern Iowa goes into St. Bonaventure when you never think that would happen. And they end up with a, a victory there. So St. Louis, the team that plays early, you and I talk about that. That's a drag them down fight in a oh, game. Yeah. That'll be a tough situation. But I think with our size and getting more depth now, uh, we don't have to worry about injuries along those lines. You know, knock on wood, we're, we're healthy. Uh, another one of those teams, if, if they lose a, a star player or this and that, that, that really hurts. I think with our depth, it's going to be more effective. Uh, let's say Malachi has to go out for a few minutes. Kamani got two fouls early, and, you know, he only played probably 12 minutes, at less than that in the first half. I was surprised they put him in with like eight minutes to go in the first half. But when we got that lead, and I think it was a three-minute timeout game, Coach, Coach had reached down the bench and grabbed Zimmy to make sure we get Tumani out of the game. So that's good. You know, he, he's not scoring the way I thought he might, and I think, he'll, I think he'll come around. He is such a strong kid, and if he can go inside out, he made a one nice three-pointer today, and he is, you know, he's effective inside being a left-hander. So – we got all the wheels going right now, so we just got to, you know, keep the motor rolling. And Zim is going to be an interesting piece for me, Rex, to see what he becomes as he gets his sea legs under him as he starts to get reps back after he missed time from that concussion that uh, Anthony had talked about, or that Zim himself had talked about when he came back. Now, we knew it was a concussion we talked about on the air because I remember the exhibition game you and I did together. Yeah. Rex, I walked into the arena and saw Zim outside, and he had a bandaid on his chin because, as you said, he had taken a pop with an elbow in practice, and it was concussed because of that. So now that uh, he was a healthy scratch just a last week, yes. or not too long ago, and Anthony had said, look, it's just reps have been hard to come by because right. he's now he's back from the injury. We've got to get him yeah. the reps he needs, and I think Zim is going to be a guy that is going to become another one of I those I do, too. Cogs. He's long. He shoots the ball. I think he's just got to get his confidence back. Yeah. And uh, that's hard. When, when you're out for two weeks like that, you know, it really takes it on you. You start thinking, 
you know, can I do this physically? You know, you lose your legs. Even though he was able to get on the bike and do stuff, it's not the same style as going up and down the court. So he's a scorer. I mean, he had some games last year, you know, in the 20s. So I think, again, if once he gets his confidence back in a way that he can defend, we'll be fine. Yep. Dayton Flyers, they were more than fine tonight. The Dayton Flyers as a whole were scorers tonight. 79-41, a win over the Northern Illinois Huskies. It's John Bedell, Rex Gardecki, and you here for Flyer Feedback, which continues after this break right here on the Home of the Flyers. You're listening to Flyer Feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's news and talk. Call with your questions and comments now. 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Hey, everybody. Welcome back into a renovated, newly renovated Flanagan's Pub on Stewart Street. It's John Bedell, Rex Gardecki, and you here for Flyer Feedback. Dayton, a winner. They cruise past Northern Illinois, 79-41. 38-point uh, win means Dayton is now 3-0 and in the all-time series between these two teams. The last time they played Rex, fun facts to know and tell, Archie Miller's second year here at Dayton. Uh, the Flyers also beat the Huskies 60-43 to back in December of 2012, and it's the first time in a while that Dayton's seen a we, we have seen a Mac school no. uh, here at UD Arena. It's been since 17, November of 17, so Anthony's first year yeah. since we've seen a Mac school in here in the non-conference slate. Yeah, people say to me, you know, why don't we play Miami or play OU or a Kent State or something? You know, when it gets into recruiting purposes and you know, road games and things like there's just not that many teams that really wanted to come in here. And we're not going to get a big team coming oh, out here, John. Well, you know, we've talked about that for years. Let, you know, let's get a let's get an Ohio State or let's get somebody like that. That ain't going to happen. You know, no teams years ago when Pittsburgh came in here and ranked yeah. in the top two or three in a 30-point game. So coaches are not going to do that. So I'm pleasantly – see that you know we're gonna have to go on the road to play some of these games these tournament games we have are, are great it's great for recruiting and John Tisdale and I talked about that over the holidays he says what do you think that when Belmont and Kansas does I says it does everything for recruiting oh, yeah. because I guarantee you with today's social media those coaches or that stuff's going out to these freshmen and sophomores in high school so you know that's that's the big thing about sure it's nice to win that and nice for the exposure but it's basically a recruiting tool yeah so Talking about Mac schools, why don't they play Miami? Ask Neil Sullivan and Josh Pastorino. They'll tell you why we don't play Miami anymore, okay? Yep. They want no part of that series. Nope. No thanks. Nope. Uh, everything to lose, nothing to gain situation, right. uh, no thanks. Uh, Dayton a winner tonight, 79-41. An incredible defensive effort, Rex, team-wise, team defense. You know, when you win by 38, it's going to be a combination of everybody lighting it up from on the offensive end and just a tough, gritty defensive end. But – offensively, Rex. Elijah Weaver, after as we talked about, he was a healthy scratch Wednesday because of a disciplinary reason from what Anthony told us after the game on Wednesday. He led all scores with 16 points. Elijah was 6 of 7 from the field, including 2 of 3 from beyond the arc. Uh, Deron Holmes with another great night, 14 points, 5 rebounds in his 23 minutes. He was 6 of 7 from the field. Kobe Brea, for a long time, Rex, he was on fire, could not miss from beyond the arc. He finished 5 of 3 from the field and from beyond the arc. All of his attempts from the field were three-pointers. Malachi Smith continues to be the emergent leader on this team, Rex. 11 points, 5 rebounds, 4 assists, and 4 steals. He's the driver of this bus, John. There's no doubt about it. And it's great to even see the guys that played last year 
I mean, when they're making a call, they're looking at Malachi to see what we're doing or setting up defensively. So, you know, he's got he's got the tools. He's got the the inness with him to understand the game. You know, with his brother Scoochie playing here, so he's just going to get better and better every game. And physically, you know, he's got some length on him. He can guard people. And uh, when he went out the bench, boy, he was just hooping and hollering. He was just so excited when he looked up there. So, and in practice, he's the same way. He is. He's the vocal leader of this team, and that's, I think, what this team needed. We came into this year wondering who's the point guard. I feel now, Rex, as we sit here nine games into this thing, like that scene from Ocean's Eleven with Danny and Rusty when they say, we got a grease man, you know. <laughs> we found the point guard at this point. We got a, we got a point guard. Yeah, yeah, he's so effective. And, you know, the, the high school schedule that he played last year in New York City, and, you know, he played against all the, the great New York players. So he's just another one of the, the cycle kids that we get from New York. We've had some – We've had some good ones over the last 40 years, 50 years, and it's just hopefully we can keep it going. And I think Ricardo recruiting, yeah. he's out on the road, and he's doing just a fantastic job. So I'm, you know, encouraged that we don't really have really any places to fill for next year. I mean, that's something we could talk about later on. But I had the opportunity to see the kid from Wayne play last night. What a terrific player he is. And he's, a, he's probably a top 10 or 15 kid, so, but he's only a junior, so – being a Wayne kid when Trey Landers and you and I talked here a few minutes ago, it was great and Jumbotron showing Trey up there and boy, what a vocal leader and what a great teammate he was for us. It's nice to see him back in the arena. Yeah, it was. I know a lot of people went nuts when he was up on the Jumbotron. Today yeah, in yeah. The house. He looked. He looked like he was ready to play. <laughs> And you talk about a vocal leader. I mean, that's what Molly seems like he's become on the on the court racks. And the other thing, the intangible he has is, as I've said this on the show, much like his brother Scucci, massive amounts of chutzpah just yep. he's got just like scooch did he's yep. got it man and he yep. it looks like again it's early but he's becoming the guy that throughout the game and in crunch time rex he's one of the guys they're going to turn to to say all right you need a shot need a big moment let's hand it to molly yeah, take he, can, he can get to the basket and i'm surprised physically you know that i thought it maybe would wear on him a little bit but he you know he played the first almost 12 or 14 minutes he comes out he doesn't even look winded I mean, he is in terrific shape. You know, he had their ankle injury early in the season, and that, that bothered him. But he's back at 400% and just playing with so much confidence. And uh, he's going to be a really, really good point guard for us in the next four years. And what I like, too, about this team, Rex, is there's just shooters all over this okay. floor because you talk about equal opportunity offense, as we mentioned earlier. I mean, let's just even look at the stats from – like the Alabama State game just on Wednesday. Your leading scorers were Tumani Kamara with 16, Kobe Elvis with 16 on Wednesday. Well, now uh, Kobe, he was scoreless right. in the minutes he played tonight, and then Tumani Kamara has a quiet five for him. But again, no problem because now flip-flop those roles. Elijah Weaver, healthy scratch Wednesday, 16 points tonight. Deron Holmes, he had a very quiet four on Wednesday night. Yep. Flips the script. He has 14 and five tonight. Yeah, teams have got to pick their poison, and – I noticed even in the beginning of the game, Kobe Elvis coming off picks. Their coaches were screaming, don't let him go, don't let him go. They, they saw films of the Kansas. They saw films of him. So that opens it up for the other guys. So, you know, Kobe Bray making a couple of those threes. Then they're really up in his face, which opens up the middle where you can really dribble drive and kick out to other people. So hopefully Liza Weaver keeps it going, uh, keeps the mojo going, Kobe shooting well. We're going to be hard to defend, and once De'Aaron Holmes really gets into it and understands, you know, what college basketball is alike, he is going to be a terrific force down the road, and 
hopefully keep him for three years, you know, with this stupid NBA stuff. <laughs> Kids going early, but no. um, he's he's just a force to be defensively. He is as good as defensive player as we've had since Steve McIlvain in the middle. He's starting to figure it out, Rex, I think, and as one of my buddies tweeted during the game, he's doing some grown man uh, stuff. Yeah, uh, That's the on-air version of what Deron Holmes was doing today. And I don't know if it was what Northern Illinois was doing defensively, Rex, but you mentioned how this team can shoot, this Dayton team can shoot from beyond the arc. They were driving baseline at will today. I mean, they had everything going, mid-range, long-range, underneath the bucket. I mean, they, they back door was open all day, all and Dayton was driving baseline all night with tremendous effectiveness. Yeah, I think we got at least four layups off the pick and roll, and uh, guys are picking up, understanding that situation, not holding that pick for too long or, or going. Because most teams, if you set that pick high, they're going to double that. So it's better if the big guy can slip, and we're learning how to do that effectively. So I think Iran got a couple layups in there. Tumani got a couple layups off of that. So, you, like I say, you got to pick your poison with this team. If you're going to get up on people, yeah. that's going to open up for guys in the middle. So I'm just hoping that we continue to keep this up. And every day I think this team's going to get better in practice, and I think they're really buying into what Coach Grant has been preaching. I you mean, can, I can yeah. I can see it. I can see it practice. I can see it in the kids' faces. So, uh, you know, as a former player, that's 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 great. And I think Coach Grant's got their attention. There's no no doubt about that. Yeah. He's a he's not a screamer. He's not a shouter. He's very effective. But when he listens, I mean, when he starts to get the voice a little bit, those kids are listening to him. So maybe they were a week ago or two weeks ago, but they're doing it now. Yeah, and I we talked about this on Wednesday night. or mentioned it quickly. To that point, Rex, to piggyback off that, Anthony, uh, the the official team account, they do a really good job of pulling back the curtain, some of the behind-the-scenes stuff, and they had an in-the-locker-room clip from after the Belmont win in Orlando when Anthony had referenced how down in the dumps they were, rightfully so, after those three clunkers before they left and losing those three bye games to Lowell, Lipscomb, and Austin P. Anthony said, look, even when we were down, after those three games, when we had some tough stretches, I'm paraphrasing, but essentially what he's saying is I never thought there wasn't a single day I came in this room and thought anybody in here wasn't ready to put in the work. Right, right, and that's that's a lot. He, uh, he has confidence in the kids, and I think the kids have confidence in him, and that's that's why he's been so effective in his coaching career. So, I, uh, I mean, he's a solid, solid man. There's no doubt about that, and the kids respect him now and understand what's going on, so... Let's just keep it going and get ready for the next couple couple games, three games, and then hopefully have a good non-conference here and get into the get into the tough part of our schedule. Yeah, it's this. This is where. Well, let me let me ask you too, Rex, before we touch on that real quick. Aside from buying into what Anthony's saying, what does it do for these kids, especially a younger group like this, where it's not just you're buying into what Anthony's saying, but now that you've had these six game, this five game stretch where you're five and zero now, after that awful start. What does it do for their psyche now that they start to see the, the proof, the validation of, okay, now that we're buying into this, it's working now. Yeah. What does that do well, for I them when they see it work? Well, I think the kids look at their stats. You know, everything is automatic. They can pick this stuff up as soon as they leave the, you know, the arena this afternoon. And Kobe Bree can say, wow, you know, I'm four for five or I'm six for eight in the last two games. Elias says, wow, I'm, I'm seven for nine. So that just builds confidence in the guys. Uh, sometimes, you know, when kids aren't shooting the ball very well, they, they don't want the ball in their hands. But I, that's not the point right now. I think all five guys are understanding what their roles are doing and, you know, and hitting the open shots. They're not passing up shots where I think they passed up some shots in the first three games because yeah. they just weren't confident enough. They didn't understand their roles where now, you know, the ball's flowing, the shots are going in, the confidence level. And that's, 
the psyche of athletics today, boy, if you, if you believe in yourself and you believe that you're going to knock the shots down, you're going to do it. If we're going to nitpick uh, in, a, in a really great win this afternoon, Rex, one thing I would say is the turnovers because I've got to pull up the box score to see what their final was. I think we had 13, was. but I'm not okay. sure. Well, John. they had nine in the first half, yeah. which that you can survive that against a bad team, team. like Northern Illinois. But turnovers have continued to be a bit of a bugaboo for them at points. They've yeah. got to clean that up, Rex. You can't be turning – you're, no. you're trying to turn the ball over nine times in a game. You can't turn it over nine times in a half. No, no. And once you get a good, good solid defensive teams where you're only going to get so many possessions. But, you know, the style play, we're, we're running. There's – you know, you can hear Coach Grant saying, let's go, let's go, let's move it. So you're going to have some, some – maybe some turnovers that, you know, that would not make. So – they, I'm sure they'll work on that, look at that practice, look at film, and see where I've made this mistake. And uh, I think Lynn Greer is slowly growing into that role. Yeah. He's, he was a scorer in high school. He was a scorer at IMG last year. And sometimes he's taken the ball into the, the post too many times, and before you know it, the ball's kicked out. So he knows that. I mean, he's, he's a smart kid. He's played a high level of competition. So those are things, you know, you just try to correct and pick up. Yeah. So. They did finish with 16 turnovers 16, tonight, so that's all right. Yeah. Something that they got to clean up, though. But, again, as the pendulum swings back the other way, Rex, it was encouraging that in the first half they had assists on half of their – they had eight assists on 16 made field goals. So, right. again, on, even though they're turning the ball over a little too much, they were sharing the ball well in the first yeah. half. And, you know, I mean, they were up 19 at the break. Yeah. Nothing they did offensively was not not working tonight. No. I think it was the 14 mark when we were making a – you know, just a big, big run at them, and we had a pick and roll, and that ball moved from one side to the other. I, I saw four guys pass up, yeah. you know, jumpers, which that's great. You know, it's, you can hear a guy swing it, swing it, swing it, and they were. And I think, I think Anthony thought, why doesn't one of those guys shoot that shot? Yeah, yeah, right. You know, they went, they went from a 15 second down to a five second, but they were just moving the ball so effectively. And when guys do that, you know, wow, it's just, it's hard to defend. Yeah, it is, and. Uh, Tonight, though, Rex, they, they were just – I mean, it seemed like they were impossible to defend from the three-point line because, like yeah. I said, the way they were shooting between Elijah Weaver and Kobe Brea from beyond the arc, I mean, it was just like lights yeah, was, out. And there was a stretch there where you thought Kobe Brea just – he can't miss tonight. He yeah. was just feeling it. Well, he's a, he's a terrific shooter. When you look at him, I mean, he's, he's long. You know, oh, yeah. he's when, – when I watch him standing in practice, he looks like he's about 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, right now. So he might, he might grow another inch or so. But you watch him in shooting drills – He's he can know he knows how to do it. And there's no doubt in his shot as Dicky Vitale said, you know, he's one of the purest shooters that he's seen in a few years. And when he gets on a roll with that boy, you know, those those shots are going in. He shot a couple today that were NBA threes. I mean he shot one right in front of the bench that he was three feet behind the the, the three point line. So um just keep it going. You know, he's yeah. he's he's understanding his role, you know. So he's coming off the bench. I mean Big deal. He's still getting as many minutes as, as, as he's, he deserves. So I'm optimistic about that. And uh, like I say, we'll just continue to get better. Coach will look at film tomorrow. I heard him say they get tomorrow off, which I think is great. You know, get some, get their legs back into them and see, you know, and to get ready to go on the road. Yeah, because they got another tough week coming up. You play oh, Wednesday, man. Sunday next week. You go at SMU, and we'll talk about that more after the break because uh, I got music in my ear, which means we're going to take a break and pay some bills. But we will be back with more Flyer feedback, the home stretch of it, right here on the home of the Flyers after this break. This is Flyer Feedback, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. You're listening to Flyer Feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. 
Call with your questions and comments now. 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Hey everybody, for the last time this afternoon, welcome back to Flyer Feedback. Coming to you live from a newly renovated Flanagan's Pub, it's John Bedell here, former Flyer Rex Gardecki there, and you're joining us too for Flyer Feedback, and we certainly appreciate this afternoon. We appreciate you joining us. Dayton a winner tonight in a runaway, 79-41. They cruise past the Northern Illinois Huskies by 38 points. Dayton improves to 6-3 and three on the year, and now Rex Gardecki, we talked about uh, a tough stretch coming up here. You got a three-game stretch uh, that all but wraps up your non-conference schedule. You go at SMU Wednesday. You get Virginia Tech at home a week from tomorrow, and you get the return game of that home-and-home -home series with uh, Ole Miss on uh, Sunday, Saturday, December 18th. And actually, the SMU game is a return game too, Rex, yep. because people will remember, even though there was about 120 people in the house for it, the Rebs yeah. and the Mustangs were both here last year in yeah. the arena. So now the return games of those home-and-home -home series coming up here and, and a and a big stretch rex yeah you know they're going into hostile territories i don't know the size of uh, smu the gym that they play in but their students should be there that'll be a raucous game then going to mississippi that's yeah. that's never an easy place so um we just have to get all our eggs in a row if we continue to play defense like that and hold teams in the shooting percentage i think we're going to be fine because we're going to shoot the ball, I think, fine. I mean, the guys are starting to believe in themselves. They were doing some shooting shows Thursday, and, boy, they were really on fire. I mean, they were going for like a 10-minute segment and watching the, the threes and fours breaking out and shooting threes, and Kobe Elvis was on fire, and Malachi was making, making a lot of shots. So in the last three days, they have shot a lot of shots, which is, you know, it's all rhythm and motion, and they, they're starting to believe in themselves. So. Yeah, they they couldn't miss for a long time tonight, Rex. It just felt like NBA jam out yeah. there with the way they were pouring in threes. And as we know, it's cliche, but pack your defense. It travels. Yeah. You know, we got to bring that on Wednesday to SMU. Yep. Yeah, we got to, you know, I, without really looking at their roster and seeing what they got, I'm, I'm sure they've got a good ball club. They've they've always been strong against us. So I, I'm optimistic. Um, it'll be interesting to see if the pressure bothers them like it bothered the last couple teams. Um, you know, if we can – up-tempo the game and play that style, I think that's going to bother them more than other teams. So, And Virginia Tech is one also that they sort of walk it. They're not really trying to score in the 80s. So I think we've found our identity and what we believe in. So, yeah, we're going to give up some, some layups. There's no doubt about that. But then we can get the ball out of the net and get back into transition and go. We should be fine. So I'm, I'm optimistic, as I said earlier, and we'll find out here in three days. And it's how do they handle now after, you know, with all due respect oh. to Alabama State and, and Northern Illinois, took care of some big boys down in Orlando. Yeah. You come home, you take care of business in two bye games, uh, finally. And now, okay, now the pendulum swings back up, Rex, and you got an increase in the level right. of opponent, and you're going on the road for the first time this year. Right. How do they handle this now? Right. Does, it's, the, it's, does, the, does the good vibes keep going? Yeah. When, you know, when you've got a hostile crowd in their face, you wonder, like Malachi being a point guard, but he's – I think he just has played such a good high school level that doesn't seem to bother him. Tumani's played in the SEC. You know, he's played in hostile territories at Kentucky and South Carolina and, and in Florida. So, you know, he's starting to he's starting to buy in and, and understand what he's doing. So, and Elijah, he's you know he played at USC. He's played a couple years here, so he's played against some really good teams. So, you know, yeah, it, it's going to bother us, and we've got we've got to eliminate those turnovers, John, especially on the yeah. road, because we only have so many possessions. So, if you get let's say ten or fifteen more possessions than the other team, and you make 
four or five shots out of that, that's going to that's gonna win some games for you. We can't have those 19 and 20 and 21 turnover games and expect to win. It's just that's too many things to give up. And I'm looking at the next two games they've got going on, Rex, here in terms of these will both be uh, – let me double-check my notes here. But uh, in terms of – so the net rankings aren't out yet. That's mm-hmm. what the committee uses to define your quad, the quadrant system, quad one, two, three, and four wins or losses. So – those will be coming up soon-ish for the first time. It's about this time they come uh, out for the yeah. first time. So all we have to go on by now is Ken Palm. So the next two games, uh, SMU's 87 Ken Palm. So that's a top 100 game uh, on the road. That would be a quad two opportunity because you got a road game from 76 to 135. So that's quad two. Vod Tech, they're 31 Ken yeah. Palm. So that's a really good top 40 Ken Palm team. That's a really good Hokey squad, uh, Rex, and that is a quad one opportunity because you got a road game versus a top 75. Yeah, so you got two quality wins or two quality opportunities coming up here in your next two games. Yeah, Virginia Tech's got a great program. They've been in the big dance for quite a few years, so that will be a physical game. I and mean, they've got some guys inside that are really, really strong and effective. So they, they're on and Moo and whoever else goes in there, that's, that's going to be a tough situation. But – we continue to shoot the ball, we D up, we make the teams turn it over, we get into transition and get some easy baskets. I think we'll be fine with it. And I think just this energy level, Rex, because yep. bef- those, those three, those three by games they dropped against uh, Lipscomb and UMass Lowell and Austin P. I I mean, they had about as much energy as a damn funeral parlor, Rex. Yeah. Yeah. Now they, they have totally flipped the script, and the intensity has just ratcheted up. At practice, I know from talking to you yeah. and Brooks, and now it translates to what they're doing on the court, too. Yeah, it's just it's just a, di- a different team. And as I said earlier, you know, when that Belmont game at the end of the game, we've got five or six kids or seven kids, you know, they've only played X amount of college minutes where Belmont had, I think, one six-year senior, two five-year kids. They played thousands of minutes together. And the more minutes you play and understand your teammate, it's going to be – you know, you don't have to worry about the pass where it's going or where you're going to kick the ball in and where you're going to make the cuts. It just starts to flow. And when the yeah. flow comes, then you're more effective. That's going to do it for us tonight. One more time, Dayton to winners, 79-41. The good vibes for the Dayton Flyers are back. Let's see if they can continue. We will talk to you uh, on the radio after Dayton and SMU on uh, Wednesday night. Until then, from my partner Rex Gardecki, I'm John Bedell saying thanks for listening, everybody, and go Flyers.